it's a sad day here on the Dyson Pipes podcast as we learned just last week, I believe, we lost a beloved member of the pipe smoking community. For anybody out there listening who's here just solely for the gameplay, who has no interest in smoking a pipe or who's into tobacco, uh, they don't understand. We lost a, uh, a legend in the field, and his name was John Harden, otherwise known in the YTPC as Matches 860. There's a few different theories that surround his, his untimely death. Um, anywhere from suicide to a heart attack to even murder. I just want everybody to know that from both Brian and myself and the staff of the Dyson Pipe Show, we send our condolences to his family. On a side note, I just want to point out that I did confront my wife and she assured me that if she was to cheat on me, it wouldn't be Barry. It would be somebody like Jason Statham. I don't know why Jason Statham, but she throws Jason Statham's name out there. Also, I'm glad that that's the fact because I think we've confirmed on the D&D side that Barry's a murderer. The universe has many horrors yet to throw at us. This is not the end of our struggle. This is just the beginning of our crusade to save humanity. In the grim darkness of the 41st millennium, there is only war, there is only dice and pipes. going on we're here on the warhammer side of the dyson pipes podcast i'm joined by brian um i would oblige people not to listen to the DD episode thanks a lot dick well just if, if you're sensitive to talking about the the death of of famous americans pioneers in the field uh, again, I think... Uh, yeah, how is he a pioneer? Dude, he had like 30,000 followers on in the YTPC. That doesn't make him a pioneer. Pioneer's the first one who did it. Dude, he's he was an old dude. Like He was smoking pipes for quite some time, and I think he's one of the original guys that brought pipe smoking to the forefront of YouTube. It's not at the forefront of YouTube. Sure it is. It's a very popular... <laughs> it's a very popular subcategory of uh, YouTube because they have an acronym. So it has to be popular. <laughs> that's okay. That's a good point. There are numerous channels that refer to their douchebag selves as the YTPC, which I am highly offended. And I, again, we touched upon this on the uh, on the DNC on the D and D. The side. what? Fuck me! On <laughs> Dyson pipes, when you fuck up your words, you find yourself in a roll the drink situation. Here on the Warhammer side of things, we will be <laughs> rolling. Go. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Nine dice. Two, four, six, eight, nine, right? With a difficulty mm-hmm. of four. As always. As always. Oh, I pass and I can shift. Fuck you. That's what I get for being easy yep. on you. Yep, see? That was a mistake. Okay. Whew. 
Oh, God, that had me nervous. I don't know why, as always. We're always rolling the same thing. Um, look, they have an acronym. They've been around and established themselves for quite some time. The YTPC is, is, is out there. They're prevalent. They're renowned. They have uh, a quite a, a nice little niche in the YouTube market. Um, and, and I think that this is a, a day of somberness and, and reflection and sobriety. Uh, by the way, what are you drinking today? Seventeen ninety two. Yes, foolproof, motherfucker. Not foolproof. 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 It's a foolproof. Foolproof. I'm so. Yes, we're gonna go with that. Which is quite delicious. It is right. I think we've established. It warms the, the cockles. Ooh, I'm all about the cockles. Um, no. Shouldn't we be? Do you, I look? If, I am, and I'm proud to say it. Okay. I'm also proud, and again, I, I, I alluded to the fact that um, in, in the intro that I've, I've moved on from thinking that Jen had any sort of affiliation, Jen, my wife, uh, any sort of affiliation with Barry, because had, had, how, do you, how do you associate yourself with a murderer? And now That's I think true. we need to have a conversation, and I think the conversation needs to be had before we actually publish this episode, because something needs to be done about this guy. Who conducts the investigation? Do we conduct it? No, we had to recuse ourselves. We're recusing. Yeah. Uh, who do we pass this information along to? I have photographic and, and, and audio and visual evidence that Barry was involved with matches, John Harden, um, before his untimely death. And now there's a conspiracy out there, and it's now been brought to my attention by numerous listeners that they believe that Barry was, in fact, involved in this tragedy. There's only one man, mm-hmm. one beast that I feel is trustworthy enough with this information and to conduct this investigation. Who is it? Clyde Von Hellwind. Clyde. Think about it. We've uh-huh. never had a problem with him. He's always been there for us. Yeah. Without trying to become part of the show. Just in the background, doing the right thing every day. Yep. Clyde Von Hellwind is my judge and jury. What say you? What say you? I I I concur. So we recuse ourselves. Yes. Clyde takes over the investigation. I think we're better suited to deal with the punishment. So we we levy the punishment. Right. So, like for example, let's say that Clyde proves beyond a shadow of a doubt. Okay. That Barry is the murderer. Yes. And more importantly, mm-hmm. may or may not have stolen $4.99 from us. U.S. currency. What is the punishment? What fits the crime? Well, I think he has to pay restitution. Yes. I want him to pay full prostitution and... No, you don't I, pay with prostitutes. This no, no, no. He's, he's paying with prostitution. But then he wins. He is going on... The Vegas Strip. Who's paying for the prostitutes as, prosti- as restitution? No, no, no. He is the prostitute. Oh, he whores himself out of the yes, Vegas Strip. For $4.99. And gives as many hand jobs as he could in two hours. Every, nobody's saying that men's picking him up. You can give a hand job to a woman. <laughs> but the catch is every sex act he performs, he only gets a nickel. Oh, boy. That's a, that's a lot of sex acts. Oof. Okay, I think he has to go on Weight Watcher Day. 
Yes, perfect. Yeah. It it can't be, it can't be a rewarding experience for him. No, it's got to be as painful as possible. All right, so Clyde's going to conduct the. So he's the judge and jury, and we're the executioner. Correct. Okay, that's fair. I like that. All right. Well, now that we've established what's going to take place in our own little Dyson Pipes trial. By the way, you can follow us, Dyson Pipes, on Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit. We have a subreddit. Also, look, we've kind of lost sight of the promotion of our show on the apples. Listen, we're reaching out to you. We need five on the apples. If you enjoy the show, we've conducted a lot of research. 93% of the people that listen to the podcast are not subscribed, and they're not rating us on Apple. 93% of you are listening to us on Apple. So we need you to go on there. We need you, we need you to give a five. Fuck me, dude. I'm just trying to pitch the goddamn show. What do we say? We need fours. Uh, oh, dude, you're fucked, dude. One, two, three. So I can shift and I rolled an exalted. <sighs> so you can drink now and I will hold one. You got a lot of stuff to do with the kids too later. <sighs> this is very bad. Look, we need five on the apples. All right. We just want the show to reach as many people as possible. Um, maybe based on your submissions, and again, we've talked about this before, we are prepping to launch the show on YouTube. Not part of the YTPC, though. I refuse. No, we're going to be part of the YTPC. Right. We're going to be PCPC. Right. Right. Podcasting pipe community. I think that's that's fair. We're going to create our own acronym on YouTube. The YouTube PCPC. Pipe. YTPCPC. YTPC But squared. don't forget about board games. YTPCPCBG. Yeah, YTPC squared BG. YTBGPC squared. YouTube board game pipe podcasting pipe community. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who wouldn't rate this five stars? Yeah, that's perfect. We're on to something here. Um, so we know that we're drinking foolproof 1792. What is it that you are smoking today? I have Sir Reginald the Meerschaum Skull. And I have it packed with the old reliable Lane Limited 1Q. Good for you. Which I cannot stomach. <laughs> Get out of here. I still can't smoke it, dude. I went through like a pound of this shit. That's crazy. You know what? Just save that save that jar and we'll do another giveaway. I don't know, dude. It's getting pretty dry. Oh, you think? All right. Disregard. I mean, it's, it feels like... Uh, it's like very dusty. Okay. What just fucking fell? My magnetic cigarette. All right. I think we're I think we're coming up on another giveaway. So stay tuned, maybe. No, that sounded good to me. No need to roll. No, I think I have to roll. No, it sounded good. No, I think I said stay tuned. No, you didn't. No, hold on. Excuse me. Oh, you can drink, by the way. Am I exalted? Uh. There you go. And let's see. And. I rolled one, two, three, four, and I can shift one. <laughs> Dude, you'll never do nine with a four again, even though that's what we always do here on the Dyson Pipes uh, Warhammer edition of the podcast. Um, <clears throat> I have a, uh, a very important toast that I want to make. I, I, I just want to say that the gameplay that we're rolling into today is, I think, leading to some of the most intriguing dialogue. Ooh coming up in the next few sessions. Uh, we recorded a nice nice chunk of episodes today, and it, it's starting to get very good. I almost feel like we're starting to build towards the end of the first chapter. Yes. Okay? And I want people out there to know, did you talk about your recent acquisitions? No. I was okay. saving that for this uh, 
Uh, well, let's touch upon one of them right now, and that is that that Brian has gone out of his way to procure a copy of Shadowrun Fourth Edition. Yes. Now, if SR4E, people, SR4E, of course, in the YTBG PC squared, I got this. Um, Which only caters to LGBTQ plus. Oh, easy, easy. Did you know that uh, that Superwoman on the TV show is gay? She's a lesbian. Who? Superwoman? Uh, no, cat. Catwoman, Batwoman, Bat Batgirl, Batwoman. She's a lesbian. It just came out. She was very upset because she posed. There was a photo taken of her with a cop. A cop was holding her. I guess she had gone down, and a cop was holding her. And then pictures of it came out in the media. So the whole episode was dedicated to her explaining to people that she's a lesbian. You just got to throw it out there. Everybody needs to know. So if you're out there and you had the hots for Batwoman, just know if you're a guy. She's a lesbian. You might still be able to get involved in a threesome. And it's guaranteed to be another girl. So you don't have to have one of those awkward threesomes where it's you and another dude and you're tag teaming a chick and you don't want your, your private parts touching. You know, a little awkward. I'm sorry. I, I was somewhere else. I, Did you say something? You, you were thinking about Catgirl, no, no. whatever her name was. Anyway, I'm proud to announce that, that Brian here has gotten his hands on a copy of Shadowrun 4th Edition. People, I, I would assume, if you follow Shadowrun, they're up to 6th edition. Yes. And I believe, through the research that I've done over the past couple of days, that both 5th edition and 6th edition are fucking horrible. 5th fifth, fifth edition is up for debate. But 6th um, is terrible. I've heard people, like, quit campaigns. It's, it's the book. Right. And after... I'm going to just come out and say it. I do not like... Wrath and Glory. It's a fun campaign. Simply, the way the book is. Dude, oh, the book is terrible. The gameplay is terrible. Like it's just, our gameplay is not terrible. No, like the the mechanics of the gameplay oh, is way more complicated. Yes, and in its own way than it has to be. And I've realized that I just have been homebrewing a lot of shit. Right. I'm just fucking ripping rules out and just replacing them with whatever Which to make fair. it easier. Um, I do not like the book. I love the setting. I love the campaign so far. Yeah, I like yeah. the characters. The game itself is fucking trash, and I don't think I would ever recommend it to anybody. No, that's fine. Well, you're the GM, and you tend to have an ego. So, yeah, just do whatever it is that you want to do. I, I got gotcha. um, you. <laughs> yes, I personally, I would not recommend this game to anybody. The setting is cool. The, the gameplay that we've developed is a lot of fun, but the rule book is fucking horrendous and it's funny because when you take a look at dungeons and dragons and you go back to like the the beginning of dungeons and dragons like not a lot really has changed no streamlined it's same dice it's basically the same rules nothing is overly complicated if you come from like version one edition one second edition whatever and you go all the way to today 5e like you yeah. can plug right in and hit the ground running right like ad and d i remember when i played that back in the day like they were considering like the weight of gold like, oh, 30 gold pieces? How much would that weigh? Are you encumbered? Like, right. it was real fucking crazy. The yeah. food that you would eat, what kind of buffs would it... Like, like AD&D was like D&D on crack. Uh, so they've... they've All they've done is they have not... What, what is the uh, was the saying? They have stopped creating and they've started uh, refining. Okay. That's the saying? I think so. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll go. I'll go along with it. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm just asking the questions. Oh, um, 
Are you so, saying that? Are you saying that I screwed up my words? Is that what you're saying? No, not at all. I think your did words I, were did flawless. I, did I screw up my words? No, that was perfect too. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I want people to understand is look out because in the future, when we wrap up, when we resolve chapter one of the Wrath and Glory, I think we're going to roll into a uh, into a Shadowrun campaign. Yes. So that's to be announced. We TBA. Uh, TBA. We, uh, I think we decided that regardless of whatever we do, D&D will be constant because yeah. that's like the most popular. And the other gameplay will be just a, a menagerie. And we'll come back to Warhammer. Of course. Because um, I have a, a, you know, a full story that I want to get through. You have other characters that you want to make. There's a lot still to do. There's a lot yeah. of meat on the bone. Very good. But we have a knack to play a bunch of different games. Yes. I want to run Call of Cthulhu. I've never run it before. Um I think that'll be a lot of fun. I would love to do Vampire. Yeah. Um, so I think there's three other gameplay systems that we really want to delve into. Shadowrun, Vampire, and uh, Call of Cthulhu. So we're going to thread those in on this side of things. And the D&D, again, is going to remain consistent. Yes. I think that's fair. Okay. Well, now that that's out of the way, I want everybody out there to raise their glass. Oh, I thought that was your toast. The, toasting what? I don't know. That, that wrath and glory we're flushing down the toilet? No. <laughs> My no. toast goes to wrath and glory. We're finally here. <laughs> Fucking, we're the Judas. <laughs> Campaign over. Um, listen, I know, and, and we've brought this up quite often on the show, uh, Brian and I spend a lot of time in the car together, so a lot of our toasts tend to revolve around experiences within the car, on the road, traveling, things like that. But this one kind of hits home with me. Uh, I want everybody out there to raise their glass because I'm sure everybody at some point in their life has experienced this. How many times have you found yourself driving your own car? Paint the picture. You're in your car, and let's say you're going to pick up uh, a friend of yours. You're giving them a ride to work, or you're going out to the mall, or maybe you're picking up your significant other, and... um, they hop in the front passenger seat. You've spent some time to get to their house, to get to their job, whatever it is, wherever you're picking them up from. And they get into the car and they say hello. If it's your your girl or whatever, your guy, they lean over, they give you a little kiss on the cheek and then the first thing that they fucking do is take their stupid little fucking digits that are connected to that ratty hand of theirs and they go and they touch a radio and they change the channel and they put on the music that they want to listen to. I have a problem with that. My car, my rules. The co-pilot does not control radio. The co-pilot is in charge of making sure that we get to our destination safely without getting lost. They're the navigator. They're not the operator. There's a big difference. Myself, if I'm behind the steering wheel, I have full control over the radio. The last time I checked the radio controls on a more advanced vehicle are on the steering wheel, i.e. the driver controls the radio. So if you're a passenger in my car, you can make a recommendation as to what you want to hear on the radio, but in no way are you allowed to touch the controls of any electronic equipment in my vehicle, and that goes for the heating controls too, the climate control, without permission and authority from the driver, owner, operator of said vehicle. Now what say you? Why are you rubbing... (laughs) Your face with your hands so like aggressively. Um, I concur. Okay, thank you. Let me ask you a question. Have I ever gone now? 
everybody again. We commute in to work together. Yes. And we alternate. So one day Brian drives, I'm the passenger, and then vice versa the, on, on the next day. Have I ever gotten into your car and, and touched the radio? Like changed the channel, touched the radio? No. No, never. But see, here's the thing. This might be a moot point because now with mm-hmm. like the Bluetooth music and everything like that, like now all the shit's controlled through your phone. Okay. I don't know if there's an, an ability to change said channel. Okay. Driver says, oh, hey, would you mind putting on that? I get into your car. You're listening to Cannibal Corpse. And I say, hey, do me a favor. Can you put on some Justin Bieber? But you're asking. Right, because I can't go and touch the controls right. anymore. So you're following your own rules. Right. So now I'm asking. So now let's say I don't ask and the radio is on. It's tied to whatever's connected through the USB on your car. And I just reach over and hit the AM, FM button and start well, Which is what I'm dial. going to do to you every night we drive in together now. <laughs> just like hitting your car, I'm just going to hit a <laughs> random button. See what happens. <laughs> no, please. No. No, I'll wait till we're doing 90 in the middle of the mountains and I'll just boop. Nah, 90 is an average speed. I'm, 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 not for me. No, not for you. No. <laughs> First of all, we know that you're not doing 90 because you're going to fuck up your score with Allstate or whatever it is that <laughs> you use. That's true. So. <laughs> score. Can't, can't go over 60, even if it's a 65. 80. Come on. You I do, do 75. I set the cruise no, control don't. at 75. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. No, you're just a prince of lies. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> prince of lies. Uh. Yeah, touching the radio is unacceptable. And I know that some people make the argument, well, the passenger gets to pick what we listen to because the driver should be solely focused on operating the vehicle. No, that's a bullshit excuse because if I'm the driver, I don't want to listen to music that I don't enjoy because that's going to disrupt my focus on the road. Mm Mm-hmm. So it has to be something that I enjoy. Right. And and, okay, so now let's, let's take your argument and extrapolate it to climate control. My phone, yes, I can plug in and control everything through my phone. But now, what if, what if, like, the passenger fucks with the heat? Um, I'm assuming it's not one of those cars that has like the dual. No dual. Okay, well, We're let's talk basic easy. bitch. Let's dual. Well, if it's dual is easy. If it's on my side, I can adjust. Yeah, you it. can adjust your own temperature, even though none of that shit works. I'm convinced um, none of it works. The air is mixing. Yeah, of course it is. But it's just controlling the, the temperature of the heat or air that's coming from the uh the vent. From the vent. So at least right. like you're directly so getting the temperature that you cold, want. Cold, 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 warm. Yes. By the time it hits me, it's already mixed with your fucking hellwind. Yeah, so you gotta like rub your face along the vent <laughs> as the passenger. Um see uh, my ears hurt. I'm sorry. My ears. Oh, from the... Oh, it's killing me. Is that why you're slowly starting to lean yep. a little closer? Yep. Gotta try to, <laughs> I keep trying to grab this thing to take the pressure off. There we go. Oh, that's better. Okay, go. go. Um, see, like you and I usually enjoy the same level of heat and cold. Yeah. My wife and I uh, vastly different. Same here. It has to be blazing hot. Yes. At all times. Yes. There is no like bringing the heat up in the cabin and then shutting it down and letting it naturally dissipate and then putting it no. back on again. Or, God forbid, putting it in the middle of the red and the blue. No, can't can't have that. No. No. And she loves putting on the foot heat. Yeah, so your fucking feet start sweating. Yeah. 
Which is the last thing that I want as I'm driving. I don't want to feel like I'm walking around in two little pools. Yeah. Or like I'm like one of those fucking weirdos stepping on hot coals. It's like some sort of trial. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to feel this. I'm driving my car. Yeah, that's that could be frustrating. And at that point, that's when I just turn everything off. Now now we get nothing. Yeah, now we'll all suffer. Because I can fucking endure a, a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, then everyone suffers. Yeah, I'm good until my fingers turn blue. Like when I have to drive my mother-in-law around. She is full red, no. full blower, what? all feet. Oh, no, fuck that. Because she's got the diabetes, so she, like her feet are always numb and cold. Diabetes. Yep. They've got the diabetes. So hopefully they hack those things off soon, and I don't have to deal with that anymore. I can put her in a suitcase. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the suitcase. Yes. Yeah. Um, just do me a favor. If you get into somebody's car and the car doesn't belong to you, don't touch the fucking controls. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. You can operate the window on your side, that, and that's about it. And that's that's a privilege. Yeah, because I'll lock that shit. Because, yes, because now cars come with window locks. Like, I'll yeah. fucking tighten that shit up real quick, you know? You get into somebody else's car and you want to do something with controls, please ask for permission. Yes. You know? that, that's the least that and you can do. And ask, like, a gentleman. Yeah. Don't do, like, my wife, oh, my God, what are we listening to? That just makes me want to turn the volume up even yeah. louder so I don't have to listen to you. Because she listens to, like, top 20 or top 10, you know, like, the pop shit. No, no good. And Guns N' Roses. That's it. Guns and okay. GNR. Pop music. All right. So at least your middle ground is Guns N' Roses. I fucking hate Guns N' Roses. Nah, they're great. I hate Guns N' Roses. Fat Axel. Dude. Dumbhead. That picture is incredible. That was with, uh, what was, he was touring with ACDC, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I heard that he went around and was trying to remove that picture from the internet. That's how upset he was over that picture. Oh, he's a fucking maniac. Yeah, he's crazy. Fuck him. Whatever. So, all right. Again, look, as a favor, you step into somebody's car, just ask for permission if you want to touch something, mm-hmm. anything, yes. the heat, the AC, the radio, the window, the seat, any, anything, whatever Oxygen. it is. Uh, you want to breathe? Ask for permission. <laughs> so. All right. All right. Enjoy the gameplay. Warning. The following gameplay includes scenes of extreme violence and gore. Listener discretion is advised. So I imagine you pop up this this hatch, you jump up, you see there's three on your left, three on your right, you just take a pot shot, hit one right in the head, the melt around just sears right off the top of its like skull, and down it goes. The second one goes to shoot, his weapon jams, but the group starts firing at you. You as you go to duck, you take one, they wing you. You take one right mm. in the arm, and you are up. All right, so I think I'm going to multi-attack the two guys that are split. Okay, so it's going to be... Was it three and five? Three and then five. But you have to hit the whole DN. Right, right. Okay. All right, I'm going to spend a rat to re-roll failures. Okay. All right, and we had to roll damage because your weapon's base damage is higher than their resilience. So they both go down. That mob on the right is up. 
and they miss. So we're looking for a nine to wipe out that mob. Okay. And again, I'll aim at them. So I'm sorry, it was three, six, and nine, right? Yes. All right, so I have six successes with the complication. All right, give me a 66. Forty-four. <laughs> That's the same one that I got. Get out of here. Yeah. So you uh, you wipe out two of them in a quick in quick succession, and as you go to shoot the third one, your weapon jams. Okay. So if you want to continue using this weapon, you need to do a strength test of uh, three to recover. So this last Necron is up, and he's going to use a salvo. And he got a critical hit on himself, <laughs> right? <laughs> All right, give me uh, one D three. Five. Oh, I'm sorry. So that'd be two. Two. And what's your resilience? 11? 10. 10. All right, so he does not get any rounds through except for these two wounds from your complication. Uh, mending flesh, mangling flesh, and crushing bone. This attack showers the ground with blood, ruptured organs, and makes you weakened. You suffer 1d3 wounds, and you're hindered. So, for hindered... It's plus one to all difficulty tests. So unless you soak, you have one wound left. Oh, it wasn't a mortal wound. Correct. Okay, disregard. Yeah, I'm going to soak that. Then. All right. So to soak, once again, you spend one shock to use your soak ability. Your soak number is how many dice you roll. And then however many successes you have, we convert those wounds to shock. Okay. With a wrath die or no? Doesn't matter. No, no, no. But uh, like there is no wrath on this. Okay. All right. So my soak is five. So my shock was seven. So now it's down to six. And now, so two wounds get through. So I need two icons. Correct. All right. So I succeed. You got both? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. So now you take an additional two shock. Okay. So I'm down to four shock. Three, and three wounds. Three wounds. And I'm hindered, so I have a plus one DN to my uh, tests. To all my tests. Okay. Which would also add plus one to this strength test to unjoint. Which would be a four. Yeah. Now it's a four. Right, right. And there's the one guy left, and Grell is still fighting off a pack of guys. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, All right, I'm going to drop the melter gun. Okay. Where are you dropping it? Well, it's on like a... Uh, a strap? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So I just let it go. So All it right. falls to my side. And I, I grab my bolt gun and I fire at this asshole. Um, 
All right, so again, I'll aim at this guy. Okay. And now I need fours. Correct. Okay. Oh, yeah, I fucking crushed this dude. Uh... I have, well, I can't add anymore, but I have an Exalted on my Wrath. I could shift two, so that goes into... Oh, action. you got a critical hit? Yeah, I got a... Oh, that's a critical hit? Yeah. Oh, so I thought... Oh. On your attack okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm All sorry. right, give me a 66. First time ever. 66. Wow. Yep. Give me a 1d6. Three. Okay. The foe's... A a limb of the foe is removed with extreme prejudice, leaving their body in a crimson arc. Effect. Target suffers one mortal wound and one limb is destroyed. Roll a 1d6. On an even, the activating player chooses the limb. On an odd... The GM chooses. And the only way I can see this going down is you just remove his head. Take his head clean off. Yeah, so well, you just fire it, like the, the bolt the bolt round kind of goes into the neck, up through the back jaw, and starts bouncing around because he's metallic. Right, right. Now it's ricocheting all over the place to the point that his head just falls off his body and rendering him dead. Don't have to roll those then. No. Well done. It should have been an arm, probably, but come on. Well, for the first time getting that, it's got you know. Yeah, that, that is fucking amazing. Sixty-six, <laughs> and on top of that, I think because I shifted two, and the weapon is rapid fire, I would have had ten plus six extra damage dice with each dice getting a plus one to it. Right. So, I probably would have killed it anyway. Uh, give me one wrath dice. Let's see how Grell is doing. A two. All right. He. Uh, He's a little beat up, but he was able to wipe out the four Necron that were on the actual tank. Okay. Unfortunately, uh, the battle was a little sloppy, and the tank took quite a bit of damage from his minigun. Crow's not exactly maniac. surgical no. with his uh, with his weapon. No, he's a lunatic. <laughs> That's what he is. Okay, uh, so it's on foot from here. I would say by this point, uh, the tide has turned. The Astro Militarum, along with the uh, Grey Knights of the... Uh, oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. Of the Space Marines have gotten this battle under control. There's a couple of Necron left, a couple of cultists left, but they're quickly being wiped out. For all intents and purposes, this battle is over. I am... What's the phrase I would use in this? Um, Bloodlust? Blood. I, I, I. Are you going with like... You're like all wired up like... Fucking no, ready to go. No, because I probably would have been with the events that led up to this outside of that injury su- that I sustained. So I would say I'm cautiously optimistic in my celebration. Right? Okay. Because, you know, that, yeah. that one fucking crit that you rolled was like organs explode. Like, I can only imagine the, the trauma <laughs> right. that his body is facing. Um. 
so Bannon will pull his his shit together. He'll climb out of this tank and uh, work his way down to Grell and just look at him and say, "Are you okay?" Oh yes, nothing that some wire cutters and snips won't fix, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Who? I'm sorry. Who was it that I originally spoke with you? Because the whole purpose of this, I, I got so like caught up in the battle that I, I completely forgot the the broader picture. Right. Obviously, I'm here for the uh, for the sanctioned psyker. Right. The purpose of destroying these batteries. Uh, so, <clears throat> you met with the colonel. The colonel really was preoccupied, and basically he said, "Like, listen, I'll help you as soon as we we're done figuring out this space marine situation." Right, because they were you having offered, a hard time getting these guys. Right. In. So you offered, "Hey, I'll help you out with that." Um, unfortunately, the colonel died in the battle. Why not? Why not? All right. So uh, when when the dust settles. Uh, I'm going to attempt to find the uh, whoever's in, in command now. All right. So uh, as the dust settles and we're checking on injured, I imagine you're kind of helping out, like walking around, grabbing guys that are still alive on the ground, helping them up to their feet. Yeah, of course. Um, sharing water. A couple hours go by. They assess the damage. The colonel is, is dead. Uh, so there is a guy... He was the rank of captain uh, prior to this battle. He is the highest ranking member now. Um, he's he's Captain Jastrix is his name. G-A-S-T-R-I-X. And uh, he gives you a, a good handshake. He's like, I gotta say, uh, thank you so much for your help. It's amazing, you know, it was but a week ago or two weeks ago, Sergeant DeLorean was banned from operating heavy weapons, and here he is with this tank. Save the day. Save the day. Funny you bring him up, uh, considering that he was banned. Uh, my mission through the Inquisitor has brought me here uh, in an effort to locate a sanctioned psyker. A conversation that was had between myself and the unfortunate colonel uh, was that after this skirmish, I would be provided one. Uh, I mean, we we do have a psyker in our employ, um, but it's a he's up in the the void ship. We'd have to bring him in. Um, I'm not saying that you're lying, uh, but I would have to just pass that through the commands that be up in the void ship. Yes, please do. And also, if it wouldn't be an issue, I'd like to uh, I'd like to take. Uh, Sergeant Krell off of your hands here. Or, I'm sorry, it would be Sergeant DeLorean. Okay. Um, I'm going to post-change him, if that's okay. Yeah, I, as, as long as he's okay with it. Um, you know, we don't want to just move people around. Fair, fair, fair enough. <laughs> as long as we have a good reason for it. I'll, uh, I'll get in touch with the Void ship, and if you want to go talk to uh, the sergeant. Yes, please. All right. So he uh, he breaks away. Another handshake. He's you know very appreciative. Uh, the tank, for all it's worth, is is all fucked up. Right. Repairable, but it's it's smoking a little bit. Like it's you know, it, it met Grell's minigun. So, uh, it, dude, this reminds me. On a side note, this reminds me of those uh, farmer insurance commercials. 
It's like, we know a thing or two because we've, we've seen, seen a thing or two. two. And it's like a picture of this fucking maniac on top of the <laughs> tank just putting fucking rounds in it. Yeah, I could picture that. In like Astra Militarum. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, so if you were to look for Growl, you, he's not hard to find. Uh, yeah. You would see him sitting on like a tree stump uh, with like a combi tool tightening up shit on his arms. Okay. So I walk up to him and I say, Growl, listen, hard fought battle. You've you've definitely proven yourself worthy. I, I think your courage is only equaled and maybe surpassed by your craziness. I'd like to uh, propose an assignment change, if you'd be open to the idea of maybe getting off this planet and leaving the Astra Militarum for good. So he just holds his hand up. One second. And he's just tightening his arm. And you see him lift up his left arm, and he starts kind of like doing things with his metal, um, mechanical fingers. It, funny. It hit with a bullet, and now it worked better than ever, yeah? Ha ha ha. Uh, what do you say? What? I just, I shake my head. I'm like, you, you, you're one of the funniest men I've ever come across, Grell. Oh, thank you. Yes. You're not too bad yourself, Inquisition. Oh, thank you. Uh, speaking of the Inquisition, um... How would you like a change of scenery? Get off this planet. Stop working for the Astra Militarum and come with me. Really? I just got here. Yeah, but I think you've already done enough here. Oh, maybe. But what about Relic and Pyramid? We think that would bring Alien Dog. You think it would bring the Alien Dog? I think that's why they're here. We find Relic, these... Scum, show up. Yeah, well, leave it to the powers that be. We have more important things to to deal with. I'm awaiting, I'm awaiting word from the captain on a, a, a separate issue that I have. If this is something that you wish to uh, to look into while we um, while I'm still here, I'd be more than happy to go with you. Again, I'm offering you an opportunity to. What do you need me do? I need a gunner for my ship. On a void ship? You want me to go back to fight like bitch? No, it's not a void ship. Oh. No, you'd be working on behalf of the Inquisition, at my side, as a gunner on my ship, my personal ship. Give me persuasion, difficulty one. Two icons. Okay, I, I go with you, uh, but I have two requests. Sure. Number one, uh, every once in a while, you let me leave ship to fight alien dog. So be it. Good. Uh, and number two, I get to bring my brother with me. Excuse me? My brother. I want to bring him with me. Keep him close, yeah? <laughs> Bannon just looks at him like very puzzled. Y your brother? Yes. Uh, there, there, not much of him left uh, after the, the incident. I just have this. Uh, it's inside this uh, liquid gadget. And he holds up uh, this little, like, almost a test tube with an eyeball floating in it. This all I have left of Dimitri. Is there room for him on your ship? Of, of course. Why would I take that from you? Ah. Then we have deal, Inquisition. Come, brother, let's go see new ship, yeah? 
I extend my hand to shake his hand. And he takes the he goes to shake your hand, but he realizes he's still holding his brother's eyeball, so he switches hands and then shakes your hand. Very good. We're not leaving yet. Again, like I said, I'm still awaiting word back from the uh, from the captain on this other issue. Well, it looks like your word is coming now, because I see the captain approach. No. So I look over my shoulder. Uh, just so you know. Yes. This captain, pussy. <laughs> and he sits back down and starts tightening shit up on his arm. He again. is fucking insane. All right, so I, I turn and I start walking to uh, towards the captain. Uh, Inquisitor, again, thank you for your help. Uh, we do have a psyker that you can use. Um, what do you need the psyker for? I just stare at him. Uh, uh, the reason I ask is because certain psychers have certain skills, and I don't want to give you something that's going to put you in danger. Oh, uh, fair question. I'm in need of a navigator. Okay. I figured that uh, while this psyker is not officially an astropath, he does have experience on the astropathic choir, so he may need some on-the-job training. Uh, but if that's okay with you... What a motley fucking crew I'm going to have. What a motley crew. So I would have this guy who needs on-the-job training. Then I have Cyrus, who's a little shaky, as my tech priest. Um... Boots, who is a fucking insane orc, he's gonna go well with Grell. He's gonna go really <laughs> fucking well with Grell. Viceroy. I could do an entire episode of me just being <laughs> Boots and Grell. <laughs> oh, God. If we ever get sick again, I'm just gonna do the Grell and Boots show, <laughs> arguing about capacitors. Oh, that would be great. So. Uh, anyway, um, uh, that that wouldn't be a problem. That wouldn't be a problem. Okay. Um, I will have him meet you at the, the port that you entered from. Great. Thank um, you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Uh, it's quite fortuitous that you showed up here. Um, we never in a million years would have expected the Inquisition to come to Athuna. I'm sorry. How did you say that? Athuna. It finally dawns on Bannon that he had it completely wrong. <laughs> He's like, oh, Thuna, fuck. Like, completely lost from this guy. He's like, fuck, I completely fucked that one up. Everything okay? Yeah, everything Everything is fine. I'm sorry. Um, here, let me show you uh, how you can get in contact with me. Uh, the Inquisition would be very curious to know uh, your findings on this relic. If any new developments of course, yeah. come to fruition. Of course. And if there's anything else that you should need, please. Well, I appreciate it. Yes. Uh, so I guess I send... So we can either hang around here. Um, we could take a land speeder back to the port. Mm -mm. All right. I think, uh, I think I'll hang out here for a little while. Maybe for the night. Okay. Um, I just want to do some research. Because I have Genevieve. No. Did I even bring Genevieve with me? Yes. I completely forgot about my love. I mean, my servo skull. Yeah, I, th I think we'll, we'll spend the night here. That way, Grell can wrap up whatever it is that he needs to wrap up if he's fixing himself. And uh, I just want to do some research um, using X51 on these Necron. Okay. You know, I just want to get some, like, I, I want to take some, like, photographic evidence. That way I could send it back to the Inquisitor. Okay, so she helps you out with that. Um, again, her files are limited. 
Um, she does not have everything that you need. Okay. Did, did you see the new Blade Runner? No. All right. So real quick, because it's not giving anything away if you planned on seeing it. Um, they use this uh, shit. Who was the uh, the main guy? The fuck was his name? Anyway, the 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 fuck. He uses. He has like this car. You know, it's like a ship that he uses. But when he lands and he wants to do like a scan of the surrounding area, this fucking drone. It's pretty cool. The drone pops out of like where a sunroof would be. Okay. And it goes. And then he communicates with it. And it does like scans. So I almost picture X five one doing the same thing. You know. Because the servo skull can scan and take photographic evidence, correct? It's not like yeah. I need to go out there with a camera. Right. So I would just, you know, I would send Genevieve's skull to kind of float around and uh, just collect evidence on, on what it is that we've seen here. All right. So uh, go ahead and refill your uh, your shock and your wounds. This relic, right? I don't remember ever actually seeing the relic. Nobody ever got to it. It was discovered, and then they were attacked by the Necron shortly after. So it, it's still in the temple where they found it. It's a Xenos artifact. All right. Uh, Bannon will let the dust settle from this fight and get some sleep. Uh, he'll get up early in the morning, and then um, he, he's going to approach the captain. Okay. And you said it was in, like, a temple. Yes. All right, so so Bannon goes up to Captain Jastrix. Uh, Captain, if you would, a moment, please. Yes. Uh, before I head out, uh, one thing has just been on my mind. Were you planning on sending a crew back to this temple where this relic was? Yes. Uh, when were you looking to do that? Um, once we get everything squared away here. Um, maybe wait for some reinforcements. We lost quite a few men in that battle. Uh, we're not sure if there's going to be more aliens coming. But, yeah, we'll probably in the next week or so, we'll be heading in there. Okay, if, if you would be so kind, prior prior to you exploring the uh, the temple, please send word. I'd like to accompany you and your men on this mission. Of course. It's the least we can do. Okay. Uh, by the way, the, uh, the sanctioned psyker, uh, their name is Sabenya. There? The, the Psyker's name is Sabenya. Oh, I'm sorry. Zer's name is Sabenya. Gotta be very sensitive. And he should be at uh, the spaceport by now. Okay, so we'll uh, we'll make our way back over there. All right. So you're going to bring Grell in his land speeder. Yeah. And away Ooh. we go. Yes, yes. I use the bathroom. Good. All right, so we are making our way to the spaceport. Yes. Not that far away, right? Like, I think we went through a couple of camps on the way here. Yeah, so. yeah nothing crazy. And anything remarkable about going through those camps? Or I would no. imagine that they the first camp, you only went through one. Right. And the one you went through was empty. Oh, okay. Because everybody moved was up to the main camp. Correct. Uh, so if you were to go through this camp again, now you would see there are people there. Uh, some of them you recognize from the battle. They obviously recognize you, so a lot of guys are like waving to you. And, uh, Local hero. Yeah. And uh, we make our way to the spaceport. The same couple of real disgruntled motherfuckers are still at the spaceport. Uh, and you see a very sultry and tattooed 
red-haired woman sitting on one of the crates, uh, almost like filing her nails, and like her legs are crossed with her like over leg, just dangling lazily back and forth. Um, lots of like snake tattoos, tattoos all over her. Right, right. Uh, she's wearing like a tank top, and she looks up as you approach. She throws the file or whatever she's filing her nails with into the underbrush and stands up uh, to greet you as you pull in. Attractive? If you're into like that kind of look, yeah. She's she's not a uh, heavy set, but she's a thicker girl. Okay. Um, very goth. If you had to guess, her hair probably isn't naturally that bright of red. Okay. Okay. So, I, I almost picture like our eyes would meet. And, of course, in her mind, she's like, oh, this is... The boss. This is the boss. Yeah. Get rid of the file, stand up, make a good first impression. And I'm thinking, oh, look at this girl. Not realizing that that's the psyker. Because in Bannon's mind, this is not what he's envisioning as a sanctioned psyker. Right. You know? Um, Not that he has... um, Not that he has a lot of experience coming across psychers. But just based on what he saw on the bridge of the Inquisitor ship, I would think none of them look anything like, remotely close to anything like the way this chick looks. Of course not. Right. <laughs> because I almost picture, like, in, in the ship's confessor is not going to like her. Oh, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> she has a lot to confess, I'm sure. I, I almost picture, like, something out of Hellraiser when I think of, like, these, uh, like, astropaths. Right. That they're like I, I don't know why in my mind I, I visualize them as just being like very dark and like soulless people I, I don't know it's just like this image that I have in my head which I'm going to say that that's the image that Bannon has in his head right well so that is what they looked like the only ones you've ever encountered so you have no reason to think like oh what the fuck is this right which again I would pay no mind to her and I wouldn't even think that she's the right. psycho so as the uh, the land cruiser comes into this uh, port um, you know, it'll come to a stop, and I'll get off, and I'll make eye contact with her, and then I just kind of stand there with Grell. Is my ship here? Uh, yeah, your lighter ship that brings you back and forth, yes. Yeah. Okay, so I'll start working my way over to uh, to the ship. And she'll kind of like walk up alongside you, be like, Inquisitor? Oh, yeah. Yes. You are? Uh, I'm Sabania. I was told that you needed a... Uh, You're the Psyker? Y- yeah. You're my Psyker. You betcha. He's just frozen for a minute. Just kind of nodding his head. Like, oh, okay. Uh, it's starting to dawn on him that this fucking crew that he's putting together is... It just seems so... Un- it's just an unusual group yeah, of characters. It's a mess. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a mess. All we need is an Eldar, and you got a full house. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, so uh, Bannon extends his hand, and uh, Bannon, Bannon Spadebird. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for getting me off that ship. Problems? Nah, it's just I don't really get along with the chief astropath. A void ship, correct? Yes. Uh you of the Astro Militarum. You can share stories with. Uh, our other crew member here. This is uh, Grell. Uh, Sergeant DeLorean? Grell? Either way. They, you know, he, well, uh, I'm, I'm, he's, uh, you know, oh, Bannon's oh. looking at him. 
saying, how do you want to be, basically saying, like, what, what do you want to be referred to as? Uh, the Inquisitor Grell will do just fine. He seriously says that? Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't know how this shit works. <laughs> I say, watch your tongue. You say something like that on the wrong ship, and you'll find yourself without a head. Uh, so he uh, he goes to shake her hand, and, you know, he, he kind of looks at you, and he's like, It's not what I picture for Psyker. Nah, me neither. No offense, I look at Zabat. I say, no offense. That's okay. I'm used to it. Yeah, I'm sure you get that a lot. Yeah. Uh, once they sanctioned me, um, I didn't think I was ever going to get off of an Imperial ship uh, you know, with my anger problems. With your anger problems? They, they didn't tell you? I was first on the on the transfer dossiers. No, they told me that you were still new and learning and that you were going to need some guidance. Well, I'm learning how to do things the right way. They, what, 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 what is it that I need to know about here before you no, step foot nothing. on this transport I, ship? I am a very talented psyker. Um, but like everybody else, use pluses and minuses. My sometimes when I lose my temper, and I've gotten much better with it. Um, I sometimes can lose control of my powers. When was the last time that an incident like this took place? Not since they sanctioned me. And you've been sanctioned for how long now? <sighs> Almost six, seven months. But trust me, oh. I I am just as much of a psyker as any of those stuffy assholes up on that ship. Watch. Excuse me? And she, her eyes start to glow. She starts to levitate a little bit off the ground. You can feel like tingling in your, uh, like on the hairs of the back of your neck. And like shipping crates, all these random objects just start slowly floating up at the same height as her. I just I look over my shoulder at the uh, those dock workers mm -hmm. that we ran into. Like, any reaction out of these guys? Oh yeah, yeah. Everyone just stops what they're doing because there's this hot redhead goth chick floating in the air now, and all this other shit floating around. And you're not quite sure if they're like, "Whoa, look at this," or like, "Oh, look at this." Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I look at her and I go, "Easy, easy," and I take my hand and just kind of like, like, to like walk her down. And she slowly lands, and everything gently lands next to her. Okay. She's like, I have full control of my powers. Unless I get upset. Unless you get upset. Okay. So well, it's it, it's worth noting, full disclosure, the reason I became sanctioned was there was an incident um, on another system and I was involved in, in a bar fight. And I may have blown out every window in the city. Okay. Bannon, like, head nods, and then he cracks a smile because it's making him remember of his illustrious bar fight. <laughs> and instead of windows blowing out, he was blowing teeth out of people's heads and then killed everybody. So uh, he, he kind of chuckles and... Bannon looks at her and says, I, I think we're going to get along fine. Excellent. All right. And we are going to load up onto the ship. Yeah, so I, I look to her and Krell and I say, come on, let's go. 
and you know, I step onto the ship. Now, are we going to another planet or are we going back to the black ship? All right, so let's paint the picture. The, the ship that I'm getting on has who? Uh, it's going to be because it's you. not my ship, right? This is just a transport vessel to the main Inquisitor ship. Uh, it's it's a system ship, so you can go any of the planets in the system, or we can go out into space into the into Starhammer, the the Inquisitorial right, right. black ship. Um, there's a couple other planets that were in this system. Uh, one of them is like a desolate, kind of desert-like planet, and one of them is basically like a snowball. It's the furthest from the star of this uh, sector. So it's going to be you, Genevieve, uh, X51. Yes. Grell, this uh, Psyker, and a pilot. Right. Viceroy, Boots, and Cyrus are back on the Inquisitorial ship. Presumably they've been met with the Confessor, and they're theoretically working on your ship. And right now, our two main things are we looking for a surgeon? Right. Uh, but a surgeon is not necessarily required for your crew as of right now. What the surgeon will do mechanically when you have one on your ship is it'll give you bonuses to Medicaid rolls if you need to heal yourself or anything like that. It'll right. be somebody for you to contact and ask questions or somebody on the ground with you in the event that you need somebody like that. Okay. Uh, no, I think we're we're gonna go back to uh, Starhammer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go back to Starhammer. All right. And that is where we will end. Great. Did I tell people to follow us? You did. Sure as shit, I did. Follow us again. Double follow in the YT BC. YC squared. Oh, no. <laughs> that That is not what I was expecting. Expecting something loud. Oh, yeah, it's lingering. Oh, it's a little bad. Maybe that's the smell that you're getting off of the windscreen. <laughs> Maybe it's not whiskey and pipe smoke. <laughs> it's aged. Straight A's. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, by the way, um, not that I want to get into politics really quick, and I know maybe we wanted to bring this up. Can we just talk about the childish bickering and behavior that took place at the State of the Union this past week? Real quick before we go. It went tit for tat, which I thought was great. So Trump is announced into the chambers, and Pelosi drops the ball on the way that she's supposed to announce the president, right? Trump then goes- What do you mean? Because it- I think historically for the State of the Union, the Speaker of the House is supposed to say something along the lines of uh, now introducing, um, it is my great honor and esteemed privilege to introduce to you the President of the United States. And she just said, here's the President. So Trump walks in. He hands a copy of the speech to the Vice President and to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. She extends her hand, and whether he sees it or not, that's debatable. He completely just ignores the shit out of her, turns around, gives this hour-and-a-half speech that I'm sure most Americans fell asleep listening to or just didn't listen to it all. And then at the end of it, she's so fucking butthurt that she tears this shit up like a little child. Here's what I was confused about uh, while watching... The, uh, not debate, uh, the State of the Union. Yes. 
in the background, uh, number one, Nancy Pelosi just futzing around with her fake teeth. She's so in- weird. Incessantly. Yes. Just and I don't know what's stranger. Her making all these like weird kind of maneuvers with her face or Pence just sitting there like a Ken doll, not moving at all. Yeah. What, what was she reading the whole time? Was she just going over the speech over and over again? Dude, I think she's crazy. I'm convinced that like every single time she disappears into the darkness, they have to like remove the blood and fill her with embalming <laughs> fluid <laughs> and then replenish her fucking fluids when she goes out into public. There was a couple of moments where I was watching her because she was more entertaining to me than, than Trump was just watching like yes. a <laughs> with her teeth. And then there was a few times where she would just stop and just you would see her just thousand yards stare. Yes. And it was it occurred to me at that moment. Every time she does that thousand yard stare, she was imagining all the dick she probably got from JFK. Dude, she was hot back in the day. Yes. And she, she worked for JFK. Yep. Yep. So she was probably taking it in the dumper and that's she would just be like, uh, fuck it, Trump. Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. You think she was fucking like triple banging him with uh, what Marilyn Monroe? Oh, that's hot. That is hot. Yeah. I, I want film. Yeah. Uh-huh. You think Barry killed them too? Dude, back into the left. Ba- Magic bullet? Maybe it was Barry. I think Barry was in the fucking. He's a black magic bullet. Oh, dude. He's a black magic bullet. And he's coming for you. I think it was in the army. I think it was an army ranger. I gotta look into Barry. Barry. Yeah. Next time when we hire somebody for the show, we have to do a little better in our vetting process. Like asking questions? Yeah, yeah maybe not just saying, oh, you've produced a show before. Okay, you're hired. Do we ask him that? No. Oh, you know how to plug something into a wall? Yeah, you're hired. I kind of felt like we were just kind of laughing and getting along. It was like, oh, you should do this with us. And he was in. That's kind of how I remember it going down. <laughs> Shit. All right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to rethink that if uh, if he goes to jail. All right. Yep. Anything else? No, I think I think we're good until next week. All right. To uh, to Shadow Run. I'm very excited. In all seriousness, I'm I'm very excited. Reading that book made me think I was like 15 years old again. Two vehicular co-pilots. Don't do anything. Without permission. To Nancy Pelosi. Fix it, Dent, and forget it. Dude, it's not that hard to fucking glue your teeth to your gums. We have advanced technology these days, you know? Just like Trump has this weird fucking kind of, like, hairpiece. That fucking thing never comes off. It's glued to his head. Use the same glue for your teeth and your gums. True dat. Yeah. True dat. Uh, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about our good buddy matches to yes. uh, to John Brigade, Harmon, to Dice and Pipes. <laughs>